0: Hey everybody, this is Lisa Grunden, and I'd like to welcome you to yet another episode of Unfuck Your Life. And today's episode, Wasted, Fucked Up, and Nearly Dead, is a story that's near and dear to my heart because just over 21 years ago, this was my life. That was my life. And... A lot of people are shocked now to hear that. And I, and I want to talk with you about this because you know what? Somebody might think with a title like Wasted, Fucked Up, and Nearly Dead, that there were a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking, a lot of sex, whatever comes to your mind. And do you know what? I was in the throes of an eating disorder. I was in the throes of bulimia. And every second of my life to that point for nine years was ruled by how much could I eat? How quickly could I purge it? out. And then when could I eat again? And I didn't do this once, twice, three times a day. We're talking double digits here, 10, 11, 12. I had two little kids while I was in my first practice marriage. And I wanted to be anybody but me. I wanted any life but my own. I wanted any job except the one that I had. And I wanted to be anywhere but right there. Can anyone identify with that? When it feels like everything is so fucked up and my own life was so fucked up because you see from the time that I was a small child, that's why I talk about narcissists a lot. Is there are a lot of people with narcissistic tendencies in, in my family, and this is not to blame them, to shame them, to ridicule them in any way. That's what I wanted to do a while ago when my journey first began more than twenty years ago. However, what it is, it's my life. We're talking your life here. If anybody can ever identify with wasted, fucked up, and nearly dead, ah. <sighs> You have absolutely no idea how much love there is for you and how grateful I am to you for listening because the last thing that you ever are fucked up, that is the last thing that you have ever been. And when a lot of your life people have told you this, especially from a very young age forward, or there was somebody that had your trust, had your love, and then one day they turned on you and started attacking you because it doesn't happen. Overnight, you don't go from being on top of the world one moment and wasted, fucked up, and nearly dead the next. There's a process involved in it. A lot of it is brainwashing, even though people go, Lisa, you can't call it that. So I'm going to say in my opinion, it's brainwashing because when some brilliant being, which is what each and every single one of you are, is constantly told that there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with the way you look, with what you say, with your grades, with whatever. To me, that's the very definition of brainwashing when it happens every day. And that's just information. Now, at first, we want to blame, we want to ridicule, and that's an okay place to start. After a while, maybe we want to get to a place where you're not the victim, I'm not the victim anymore, and so then we become the abusers. And you know what? That's the next logical step, and it makes sense. Absolute freedom comes from the place of when you, when you can find that love in your life. And so I'm not going to be speaking just like when you can find that love in your life. Let's talk about it like this. So wasted, fucked up, and nearly dead bulimia, eating disorders, it's all about control. It's all about a life spiraling out of control, seemingly because there's an addiction of some kind going on. Be it food, be it drugs, be it alcohol, be it exercise, be it something, so that you can AKA fix. You can't see it when I do quotes, AKA fix something that is wrong with you. And that's what it is is that there's all of the sudden, there is just this feeling and this knowing inside of you, even though you can't call it. It's, I want to be anywhere but here. I want to be anyone but me, any life of my own, any job that I have, because I am so fucked up that everyone else is better. And oh, dear ones, that's a great place of acknowledgement. It's a great place of recognition, because it's not—it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe to be you. It wasn't safe to be seen exactly as you are. And so, then, what happens? We disguise it. We disguise it with too much weight. We disguise it by drinking too much, so our personality alters. We disguise it with drugs, so that we can be stoned and tuned out from life. I even had a client once explain it to me that when she was attracting sexual energy. She'd be on dates and stuff like that, that she would check out of her body during those moments. So she'd almost had the equivalent, in my opinion, of date rape because she didn't know how to say no, didn't believe it was safe to say no. And so she checked out in order to be safe. And there's a lot of things that we do to be safe. And it's all about compromising because in that place of being able to choose safety, And this is no judgment of any kind because, my God, I spent 40 fucking years doing this, more than 40 years doing this. (sighs) I could go on and on about the stories of why I ate day in and day out, how I couldn't stop. And I reached this threshold once upon a time. I reached this point where finally it was more painful to throw up than it was not to throw up. Now, let me explain this to you. Let me explain this to myself, is that there is reason it's no match. It's no match for pain. It's no match for suffering. It's no match for lack of love. You could sit here at that time. You could have sat there and explained anything to me logically, soundly and reasoning. And when there's that much pain, let's call it what it is, when there's that much pain and suffering in one's body, no amount of reason could ever touch it until there is that, what do people call it? It's, it's, it's all of a sudden, there's this feeling emotion that all of a sudden throwing up. And it happened over a long period of time. And it happened It took a lot to reach this critical juncture. There was a moment, though, when everything switched. There was a moment, and this is what I have recognized in all of my clients as well, and you've probably had experiences like this. There was the moment that I absolutely could not and refused to stick my head in the toilet and throw up anymore. I could not, would not do that because it was killing me. And it doesn't matter how many stories were in the news at the time about women who were on life support, and Terry Schiavo was one of them that was in the news at that point in time, none of that reason hit me. It was that I just couldn't do that to myself anymore. And it wasn't just throwing up in the story world, God forgive me, I haven't seen this movie in 25 years or so. And uh, I just remember this one scene where there's the rocks and the little baby rock is crying because there's rocks everywhere and yet there's no sustenance from any of those rocks. And so the baby is hungry. And that's what it was like for me is that My body was so hungry and there was no sustenance from what I was giving it. And then I was harming it by continuing to purge. And yes, I'd stopped all of the diuretics and the epicac and I wasn't doing anything except the finger down the throat. But still, my body was not getting nutrients. There was certainly no love. I had no love for myself. I had no appreciation for myself. I certainly had no gratitude for myself. And I can remember in the throes of this mentioning to a psychiatrist who didn't know I was thrown up, by the way. I just went to him for other issues even and didn't talk about the big elephant in the room. And there was this gorgeous woman in the psychiatrist's office in the waiting room. And I can remember saying to him, I'm like, man, that woman is so incredibly beautiful. How could she possibly have any problems? And the psychiatrist, he, he just looked at me and understood me, he heard me, and all he said to me was, Lisa, isn't it interesting that you equate being incredibly beautiful and mentally healthy, feeling good about yourself is exactly the same. And that went beyond reason. It wasn't just logic. It was curiosity. Curiosity as well. If if they're not the same, what else could there be? And we didn't discuss this. This was going on for years because I was still very much in the throes of being wasted, (sighs) fucked up, and nearly dead at that point. And so that little thing, that little thing started spinning. And so just pay attention to that gut thing, that little thing that starts to make you question Who am I not to be beautiful? Who am I not to be smart? Who am I not to be fucked up and loving it? See, there's a difference between Fucked up. The world says you're fucked up, and embracing being weird, being different, being a nonconformist. I tell you, when I go back and I read the literature that we were supposed to read back in tenth grade, and I'm realizing that the the works of Ralph Waldo Emerson and Jane Austen, it was all about being a nonconformist, about not about not agreeing with the rules of society, and trusting one's gut, and trusting oneself, and it all starts with that little, that, that little thing that starts pinging you. And you wouldn't be listening to a podcast like this if that little thing weren't pinging you and pinging you. And reason is no match. But that pinging inside of you, that is your gut. That is your life force essence. That is you going, yes. I am crazy. I am weird. I am deliciously glorious, fucked up in that I don't believe all this bullshit stuff that people tell me about how I'm supposed to be smart, how I'm supposed to look, what clothes I'm supposed to be wearing, all of those fucking rules. They just don't apply to me and I know it. And now maybe I don't always. See, did you get that? Maybe I don't always. It's that softening. Some people say that sounds like just soothing oneself. What the fuck is wrong with that? Yes, you find your way into a position. When we force things, what happens? They break. Do they always break in our favor? Seldom. Maybe. Possibly. What if I just tried it today? See the energy? Can you feel the energy about that? Maybe it's possible for me to think something differently about myself. And you keep going with that train. Did you also ever read The Little Engine That Could? I read that story to my kids a lot when they were little. I think I can. The engine goes through a bunch of doubts about this really big hill and everything else. And, oh, the engine is so small. The hill is so big. Because that's what it can feel like. It can seem really small in this great big, huge sea that's just littered with carcasses and damage and thoughts and fucked upness and all of those words that were ever said to you about you and all those thoughts that you'd ever had about yourself. And you know what? I have met and talked with a lot of people in my lifetime and it doesn't matter how much money someone makes it doesn't matter how gorgeous they fucking are it doesn't matter their size their shoe size what designers are hanging in their closet what designers aren't hanging in their closet how big their house is where their penthouse is it has nothing to do with any of that shit and that's what that stuff is in my opinion just fucking shit What's important is you. What matters is you. What all that other stuff is just shit that's in the way for you being that glorious, beautiful being that you are. Every day I meet people that there's something amazing about them and and they'll say, oh, you don't know how hard that made my life. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. However, you being that. And then I see this light dawning in their eyes as they switch it. And all it is is that switching. It's just a switch, like a light switch. You flip on and you flip off. I'm fucking serious here. It's like a light switch you, you flick on. So if you turned the light switch and go, maybe if I turn the light switch, the lights will come on. Maybe if I hit the, this way, the lights will go off. It's the same way with you that maybe if I said I'm in the process of learning to feel better about myself, maybe I will. Did you feel that? And maybe if I decide to stop thinking such bullshit thoughts about myself, maybe that will change. And you keep playing with this. And as you're playing with that, there's these baby steps. If we have this little tiny baby and we don't, demand of this little tiny baby on day one to be able to run or go to college or anything like that. Everything's a process. And we lovingly coax them through all of this. And so about how about if you were coaxing yourself going, ah, look at you, you beautiful being one. You are so gorgeous. Did I ever tell you how happy I am that I get to know you? Did I ever tell you how much I just love and appreciate you. And when love is too strong a thing, sometimes you just force yourself to say it anyway, like you were talking to yourself as that tiny little baby, as that sweet little girl. Because you can remember that handsome young boy, because you can remember a time in your life when you really felt strong and full of conviction and all of that. And maybe you were ridiculed or knocked out or got in a fight and lost, or I don't know, maybe you were raped. I don't say that casually because that was part of my past too. We'll talk about that at another time. And what this is all about is you, that it's safe to be you. What if it were just safe to be me? What What if I could just be safe just being safe, that I didn't have to be safe according to anybody else's definition of it, that it's okay being me? And see, lots of times when we have this kind of revelation that we like, want to go out and share with all the people that we know, and all that kind of stuff. And then, not all the time. However, like ninety-eight point nine 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 percent of the time, in their well-meaning way of trying to sound supportive, boom, they say something shitty and like squash on you like, oh, but you used to be so meek or you used to, you used to do that wrong or you used to do that wrong or that kind of stuff. And slowly, but surely we can sink back down. And Oh, fucking shit. That's why this pod, That's why I call this Unfuck Your Life. Because it's all of that stuff that we think of as true. that isn't, that isn't us. It's not your brilliance. It's not who you be. When I was a little girl, I loved Pippi Longstocking. She had red hair like I did. She had freckles like I did. Her teeth were crooked like mine were. She had these outlandish ideas that, like I did. And so, dear ones, it's the implements of a child. It's the confidence, it's the grandiosity, it's the sheer joy. Because even when my life was really rough, I found ways of making my life really great. And I remember a lot of it was escapism into books, I read a lot of books, listened to a lot of music. As a little kid, I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of books. I did a lot of walking. When I was a little girl, I used to walk a lot. I walked a lot. I guess that was part of my lifelong passion for walking. And there's these little things that you do for you. Because you see, at that point, there was a the part of me that was a, a big part of me that did everything to find the joy in my life. As this as an adult... After just a bunch of stuff, they must be true, right? And sometimes we like give up the fight and maybe we succumb. There's nothing wrong with that because there's also the switching up of that. One day somebody asked me once, Lisa, why do you do what you do? Why do you have such a passion and a purpose for assisting other people, not just with weights, not just with Relationships, not just with money, with everything, with life, with everything about one's life. And I said, because I just love it when a person finally sees, when I finally see in myself and I see in other people, when the light goes on and the claiming of their life happens and the claiming of my life happens said this before, the Dalai Lama said the world will be saved by the Western woman and not just because she's a woman from the West. What it is this? Because the light descends. She uses her voice. And not everyone around you is going to like it when you use your voice. In fact, a lot of them are going to even dump on you even more, which is going back, doing a call back to what I had said about building this environment, this community of people who love and support you. And it's not always friends and it's not always family because I've been to a lot of seminars in my life. I've ran a lot of seminars. I've gone to a lot of seminars hosted by my friends. And every single time the person running the seminar says the same thing, they gave a bunch of tickets to their family and no one from their family showed up. All that is is information. And it just means that just because this isn't, just because this is now your truth, doesn't mean we have to stuff it down their throats and be their truth. We find the people. We find the people, the ease. Remember, I'm in the process of, we make it easier on ourselves. And how do you know? Let's see if there is a meetup group that does something that maybe you, and if you go there and you don't like it, guess what? Next, swipe left, next. Sometimes it's really great learning. Not just sometimes, it's a really great tool being able to say, no, I don't like this. And it doesn't matter that the rest of the world is, likes it. I don't have to make it wrong. I just go, no, this is not for me. What's next? Okay, swipe. Let's see what other kind of group is on here. Let's see. Maybe you're artsy, crafty in some way. Maybe you like quilting or needlepoint, crochet. I love to paint. doesn't matter that it all looks like works of a kindergartner. I love to paint. I love color. I like the explosion of that. On the page, I've done it to all the walls of my house. And just you're building your life, surrounding you with the things that you like. You're saying no to what you no longer like. Probably never liked, and you're saying, Yes, I'll have that. So when we start this process of, Yes, I'll have that. No, I don't want that. Yes, I'll have this. No to that. Yes to this. No to what others say. Yes to what I know is true for me. No to what they told me. Yes to me. That's your sass, your class, and your brass. And that's such a delicious place to be. Embrace your sass, your brass, and your class. And lots of times it's really easy if you have a childhood idol like I did, or even anybody now that you like. Samantha from Sex in the City. Any character that you love, especially yourself maybe you in a tutu dancing. I see all kinds of videos on Facebook and YouTube about little girls with their chutzpah. One of my favorites was a whole sea of princesses. And there was one little girl dressed as Batman. And she just stood out from the rest. And she had curly hair and she looked directly at the camera. Her mom or dad probably called her at that time. And all of these princesses and boom, there's Batman. When I was a little girl, grew up Catholic, and I was in communion, there I was with all the little girls in their white dresses and me in my green dress. And they may have all been thinking, oh, that poor little girl, her mom couldn't even afford to buy her a white dress. And I was looking at all the other girls going, wow, didn't your mom ask you what color of dress you wanted to have? (laughs) See, everything is about the lens that you look at it. We're not about changing the things that have happened to you in your life. We're all about switching the lens, the perspective, the points of view, and eradicating anything that makes you feel less than about your beautiful, gorgeous, fabulous self. Because wasted, fucked up, and nearly dead was a long time ago thank you for listening. I really appreciate you. Hey, can you do me a favor? (laughs) Subscribe to this channel and get a lot more podcasts from me. And yes, I honestly say I love you because that's who I am. And I see you for who you really are. Fabulous, brilliant, and sexy as fucking hell with all of that sass, brass, and class. So till next time. This is Lisa. Bye-bye. You have fun. You feel empowered. You feel that confidence. Unfuck Your Life podcast is to help you grow your current self-worth to maximum confidence. So listen, subscribe, share, and get ready to have a kick-ass life. Interested in learning more about Lisa? Go to lisagrunden.com, L-I-S-A-G-R-U-N-D-E-N.com.